You're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Uh, as, as far as Jed is concerned, you know, you can kind of see his progress. Are you guys 100% committed for the opener? I mean, is that still the plan? Yes. Okay. And, that, and you will not waver off that no matter what you see over the next week and a half? I don't think, no. I think every position, uh, it's an occupational hazard that you're going to get beat, whether you're a safety or a and so I haven't noticed that specifically from Jed, but I just know every player, young and old, is going to get beat, and then you got to bounce back. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious7. My dogs by nature family, I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. We are on the home stretch for our preseason look at the opposition's position. We still need to talk to the Giants and the Jaguars, but today we are fortunate to be joined by the OG, the original guest on the opposition's position. I'm speaking about Matt O'Leary. Matt O'Leary is a Jets fan who writes for Eyes on Isles and runs the Just Jets podcast. Matt can be found at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter. He is certainly a busy man. We appreciate him taking the time to share with us. So, Matt, welcome to Dogs by Nature Radio. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I write and podcast for a website called Eyes on Isles, and I'm also a Jets content creator. I have my own YouTube channel, Matt O'Leary NY. Uh, I do a podcast, Just Jets. You can find it on the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Matt O'Leary NY. doing exclusive New York Jets content over there, so like articles, podcasts. Uh, Q&A's. It's been a lot of fun so far, but absolutely busy for sure. Matt, I appreciate the grind. Great to have you back. So without any further ado, let's get into it. I know that you are a Mets fan and an Islanders fan, uh, but what has the last week been like for you? How have the Jets responded to the unrest and the new normal? How confident are you with Gase and the leadership group's handling of these unprecedented abnormalities? Yeah, the last week has definitely been interesting to see, you know, how both teams and really just both leagues have responded to, you know, everything that's going on. Uh, I completely support what they're standing for. And I, I think it makes, you know, a ton of sense, obviously, why they're doing this and it's drawing a ton of attention, which is exactly what they're trying to do. Uh, so not only did the Mets and Islanders were a part of a protest, but the Jets technically were too with, uh, you know, not practicing one day this week and uh, having team meetings instead talking about the things going on. Um, it's, you know, it's something that every team is going to have to deal with, un- unfortunately, right now until something is, you know, changed in some capacity, what that change is. I don't know if I'm you know smart enough to come up with a, a solution to all these problems, but you know, I, I'm I'm confident in the team coming together and uh, you know being able to get through this and uh, you know just be confident together. I, I could definitely see that. As far as Gase goes, I don't really see an issue with him handling these unprecedented unprecedented times. To me, you know, I'm I'm more concerned about what he does or doesn't do on the field. Um, I think he's a flawed head coach, but I, I don't think it's really you know, something to 
worry about him being able to handle or not handle. Uh, I think he's done a pretty good job, as have you know the Jets in general with this stuff going on. Uh, so I'm not really too worried about Gase in, in that regard. I have concerns about Gase on the field, but that's a completely different story. Yeah, it seems like Gase has had some issues in connecting with some of his players. Well, speaking of that, our former AFC North opponent, Le'Veon Bell, seems less than happy with the Jets. What is this all about? And our fans started to get disappointed with this situation. Yeah, Jets fans are definitely disappointed with what's been going on with Le'Veon Bell. I don't think Gase utilizes him properly, which is one of my biggest criticisms of uh, Adam Gase so far as his you know tenure with the New York Jets. I don't think he utilized Bell properly. If you look at his stats, yes, he had a ton of carries, but he was running him right to the A-gap on an awful offensive line. He very rarely split him out wide. Uh, he very rarely rarely got creative with the different things that I, I think Le'Veon Bell can do to make him successful. And he's brought Frank Gore in here now, and uh, right now they seem like they're splitting reps, which I think if you're doing a 50-50 split in the regular season with Le'Veon Bell and Frank Gore, I think that's a mistake. I think that Le'Veon Bell is probably the best offensive piece this New York Jets team has. He has to be on the field more. He has to be split out wide more. He has to be involved in the offense a ton more. Um, and just, you know, they put, defenses put, you know, eight, nine guys in the box when Sam Darnold was out and, and stuffed Le'Veon Bell. And uh, they, they really didn't get too creative about it. I'm, I'm definitely worried. I think that he maybe doesn't have a long-term future with this team. If Adam Gase is going to stick around after this year, that's totally you know up in the air right now, depending on how they do in 2020. But I think Jets fans are extremely frustrated, uh, you know, because we know how talented Le'Veon Bell is with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you see flashes of the talent. I just don't think it's been put together enough. I don't put it on Le'Veon. To me, I put it on the coaching staff and the offensive staff specifically, not utilizing him properly. Matt, I hear the frustration in your response, and it kind of reminds me of the era of futility during the days of Hugh Jackson. But when everything was over and everybody figured out what was going on, it all turned out to be one giant power play. And of course, this is doubly tragic because you spend half your time dealing with this while your opponents are spending all of their time thinking about beating you. (laughs) But, But moving on. I, for one, was a vocal advocate in drafting Sam Darnold in the 2018 draft. Last year, he missed out on our Week 2 matchup with the Jets. How do you think Darnold is progressing? Yeah, I think Sam's progressing pretty good, all things considered. Um, He's had pretty bad situations in his first two years in the league. I definitely think that Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen have been in much better situations in terms of one coaching and just the players around them. Um, I'm not really a big Josh Allen guy myself. I think he's flawed, but as as of the other two, Lamar Jackson, I think, has proved already that he can play in this league, and I, I think Baker Mayfield is going to be just fine as well in Cleveland. I just, for me, I really look at the small samples in some in some points, but to, to me, Darnold has done significantly more than any Jets quarterback in recent memory has had with a with a lot less he had arguably the worst offensive line in football last year you know a bottom three offensive line skill position wasn't great 
His wide receiving core wasn't great. He lost Robbie Anderson in free agency this year. They bring in Brashad Perryman. I'm excited about adding Denzel Mims to make life easier for Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't know if Mims is going to have a big rookie year, but I think he's someone who can progress and potentially become a number one wide receiver in this league. I really like Chris Herndon a lot. I think he's going to be able to help Sam Darnold this year. Herndon had you know, he, with injuries and a suspension, he played in one game last year. So he didn't play a major role in the team in 2019. But in 2018, they had a nice connection together. Uh, so I think we see Darnold take another step forward. I do believe that he's a franchise quarterback. I do believe he is the guy going forward. And uh, I'm excited to watch him in 2020 for sure. It's hard for me to think of a quarterback having a harder situation than what Baker Mayfield endured. I mean, Baker Mayfield on his fourth offensive coordinator and fourth head coach going into year three I think you make an interesting case so for the first time in ages the AFC East looks wide open do you guys have any hope of winning that crown what needs to happen for the Jets to finish atop the standings um I don't think so realistically I don't think the Jets have a good shot at winning the division this year I look at them as like a seven or an eight win team uh, I think the Patriots are better until proven otherwise. To me, they're the front runner in this division. I put the Bills right behind them, you know, as a team that could win nine or ten games. Uh, I think they'll go as far as Josh Allen can carry them. Again, I, I said it earlier, but I think he's he's flawed as a quarterback. Their roster is really good, though. I put those two teams ahead. I have the Jets at around seven or eight wins and Miami maybe at like six or seven wins. Yes, I think this division is going to be tight and maybe you could win it with 10, 10 games. I just don't think the Jets are there yet. When you look at their schedule, it's a tough one for sure. Um, you have to go out to the West Coast twice and play the Rams and the Chargers. It's not an easy schedule, uh, especially early on as well. There's a bunch of tough games in a row. I, I don't see how this team wins more than eight games. I think that's probably their ceiling. I think their floor is maybe six. Uh, I don't think they're going to bottom out and be like a 3-13 and 13 team. I think they have too much talent on that roster for that. I don't look at them as a, a bottom five team in the league. I think they could be, you know, like I said, seven or eight wins. But no, I don't think that they are going to compete in the division just yet. I think they need another offseason of free agency and a draft from Joe Douglas before they're ready to compete in the division. So maybe 2021, hopefully. But right now, I, I think they're about a third place team with a maybe you know 500 record or a little bit less appreciate the stoicism and irony in that response so i'm curious to hear your answer for question number five what do you think is the key for success in the nfl's new normal but we have a full season and what is it going to be like having little or no fans in attendance for home games yeah, the one thing I don't like about the NFL's new normal right now is that some teams are allowed to have fans and others aren't. I think it should be uniform. I don't think there should be fans in the stands this year because too many teams aren't having them. So I, I think it should be league-wide the same thing. I don't you know, think it's right that some teams are able to have, you know, I don't know, 10% capacity or whatever it is that they've decided. Uh, I think it should be uniform. Um, all right, right now, I think they've done a pretty good job with the COVID testing. So I would imagine that they are going to complete a season. I really hope so. Um, you know, it, it's going to be weird this year. It's going to be a very interesting season. Uh, it's it's going to be very bizarre. I don't know what to expect. You know, the season's going to start in a couple of weeks, which is nuts already. But uh, yeah, definitely excited to see what you know, happens this year for the NFL, but I think they're going to be able to complete a season for sure. Matt, you bring up a great point about the inequality that's created by some fans being allowed to attend some games and some places not. 
although in Cleveland's case, there are going to be, as it stands, 1,500 fans in attendance. That's about 2% of stadium capacity. You wonder if that's enough to affect momentum, but that is a fair point, and I'll definitely keep that in consideration as I think about this issue moving forward. You've been listening to Matt O'Leary on Straight No Chaser. Matt O'Leary can be found at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter. So Matt, any parting thoughts for us Browns fans? Parting thoughts for me? I- I'm just you know excited that football's back in some capacity. Um, you know, it was a tough run with no sports, and uh, it it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But o- overall. I'm excited about the NFL this year. I'm excited to watch Sam Darnold continue to progress. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Outstanding work, Matt. Off the top shelf, like always. It has truly been a pleasure having you here on the program. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. I certainly hope so. And I am definitely looking forward to that. Our guest was Matt O'Leary. He can be found at Matt O'Leary NY on Twitter. And with that, we'll put this one in the books. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to make Dogs by Nature Radio a part of your day. Well, that was your dose to the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7, on Dogs by Nature. Take care. Go Browns. <laughs>